guys we're back with part two of the 36 questions what Uh, question is it we are on number 19 which is the exact midpoint um and so we're gonna see if we had a good stopping point huh i said we had a good stopping point yeah yeah yeah. we're gonna see if part two is as emotional i hope um, not part one i mean let's for our sakes i hope it's not well, if it's juicy, we'll have these people crawling back. I'm going to be real. I'm still shaking from the adrenaline of number 18. Okay. So let's well, go. Let's wow, it's if a week later. You you're still shaking. Knew <laughs> that in one year, you would die suddenly. Oh, my God. Would you change anything about the way you are now living? And why? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's an easy But I think on. I think every. Well, I don't know if everybody would. I'm, there are too many places I have not been or seen. So I would hit us. So here's a, here's a what I'm those. thinking. I'm thinking I would take the first month to drive around and literally anybody that I had a significant grudge or had a significant or had a oh. significant go ahead sorry fault this is your answer in how I had treated them I would go and talk to That's them. That's different than a grudge. A grudge is different. I'm not would be worried about people I have a grudge against because if I'm dying in a year, I don't have time for them. No, like, but I want. I mean, even if, if there was somebody, somebody, even if there was somebody who had mistreated me, I would want to go tell them that. Yeah, yeah but that's I, like a, a ten second note because you got. I got to go to Italy. I'm on. Well, I'm I mean, on his, so I that's take your first one month. month. I take one month and I do that, and then the rest of the time, I think I'm just doing what I want to do, which could be anything: travel the world, go to Australia, do the things I've always wanted to do, knowing that I put my people I hold my grudge against in place. I am going to spend several months traveling. I'm going to Italy. I'm going to London. I want to go to India. Um, I'm going to go see the great sequoia trees because somehow that's some dream that my mother has implanted into my brain. Redwoods? Yeah, the redwood forest. We can make that happen. I'm going to spend time in the place I love. I'm going to go see as many plays as I can in Arlington. a couple of weeks in New York. And then I will end up back in Arlington for the last little I bit. I definitely would want to end it off is, in Arlington. Well, my other thing is, though, is that if I'm going to be in Arlington, people are not allowed to ask me how I'm doing. Uh, They're yeah, not to for sure. allowed to ask me how I'm feeling. And honestly, if there are people that I don't have time for, I'm going to be like, listen... I love you. Thank you so much for your time. But for the rest of my year, you're just got to keep up with me on Facebook because you're not one of the people who I need most in my life. If right I could, if I could pick, if I could, <laughs> and I know pick that sounds spot, selfish, but it's real. If I could pick a spot to die, I'd want it to be like a beautiful, like brisk, like sixty-eight degree day, and just lay in my old house on Pioneer Road in that front yard and just stare up at the sky and just die in that front yard. 
I think okay. So for my Go, Sam, for sorry. my year, Go, I think Sam. I would spend like you. I think I the first month, two months, fixing any any grudge or ill will between me and someone else or someone else and me that I can think of any of them. Let me ask y'all a follow-up question before you finish. Do y'all have a lot of those? No, there's not a lot. I think think there's just something in my mind, my whole life, I have just found something so powerful and, like, palpable about a redemption arc. Yeah, but given the conversation we had last week with the final question, you know there are three people that I probably held a grudge for for a long time. And, like, I've definitely released one of those and I'm working on the other two. But other than that, that's it. Like, when somebody hurts my feelings, I pretty much tell them pretty immediately and get that as soon as I can because it's not worth either one of us well, holding on to it because there's the possibility that you're holding on to it and it didn't mean anything to well, let me Well, let me amend it to say this. I think there are people in this world that I have not gotten the chance or the opportunity to say everything I wanted to say about a certain situation and if I knew that I was dying in a year, I would be dang sure I'm getting in that person's ear. Not in a like no, even some of them, some of them aren't in a mean way, but like I'm gonna let you know exactly how I feel, and I'm not gonna hold back this time because guess what, your boy ain't gonna be around in a but year. Here's here's where we must differ: is I cannot get over something until I have said it all. So in a situation where I feel like somebody has hurt me. Even if something else new about it comes up later, I have to be like, hey, I was dealing with this today, just FYI. No, so mine would like, be a one-off. No, It'd see, be a one-off. I know, y'all, I don't think I would, I don't think I'm quite on that level because if someone, if I die, and for example, somebody hurt me and they knew it and I had not said everything, I, I wouldn't want to say it to them because I don't want to pass on knowing that they have the guilt of never fixing it. So I think my goal would be just other people's guilt is not your problem. I know, I, I but I, I don't, still I'm don't want them there. to feel that. I don't want them to have to deal with that. No, that's their fault. I don't care if it's their fault. <laughs> I don't want them to have to deal with it, so I'm going to fix it. But that's what I'm saying is I'm not worried about that. I'm going to Italy. See, I'm not. I see. I'm worried about. I'm worried about like. I don't know. I just don't want people to like think. Oh, I, I, uh, stepped on Sam's toe two months ago. You know, I, oh, you gotta I sh- let go of some of that. Oh, I know, but that's not that's just an example. That's oh, a I terrible know. example. I'm, but I'm just like, saying, like, that's their problem. I know, but still, I just don't, I want to know it's okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I mean, okay, then otherwise, I would like, I would probably spend a lot of time, like, because I want, if, I, if I'm going away, I want people to have, remember me for as the best that I could have been. So I think I would have, I would like I would change a lot about like what I'm doing every day, like what I, how am I how am I treating people how am I helping people how am I like bettering people's lives around me and I think I would focus that would would be what I would hone in on because I don't want people to remember me as like and and oh God I don't want to say it like I don't. I don't, and I'm, this is no offense to y'all, but I don't want people to remember me. Oh, he found out he's going to die in a year, and then he just left. Like, that's not what I want to, and I'm not saying that's inherently bad. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying, I think with me, I would just want to try my best to, like, make up for all those years that I spent 
worrying about like myself and my own problems and try to help other people with theirs because I only got one year and that's what I want to be remembered for. I don't disagree with you. I guess what I would say is that I feel like, and I mean, every, obviously everybody's going to have a different perspective on this, but my entire being right now feels like it's wrapped up in service to other people. Uh, that's I think that's where I'm at. And and it's not that I don't love that because I definitely do, and no, nor am I perfect at it. But I also don't want to be remembered as an ideal. I want to be re- remembered as a human because I don't like when I idealize people or when people idealize me because that's not real. Nobody can achieve that perfection. So I get what you're saying. Well, I wouldn't say I would be going for the like the idolizing like he was perfect. I think I would just want to go for like, for example, say like, and this is and this is another terrible example, but oh yeah, he helped me carry my groceries out that day. You know, something like like the, I guess that my, little I guess, bitty stuff. Like yes, that. but my follow up question would be, why don't you start that now? Why wait until you got good a year question. to die? Good question. You know what's another good question? Have what, we all number, answered that one? Number twenty. Yeah, go to the next one. Also, I'd write a lot in that year, and I wouldn't put, try to put it out, but I would be filling up journals, and Betty could do whatever she wants to with them afterwards. Number 19, if you knew... Oh, wait, that's the one we just did. This Number one. 20, what does friendship mean to you? I'll start. I do not know the answer to this question um, because for a very, very long time, I've held this one belief about friendship that I think I is starting to unravel, which is I have had several friendships where people are like, oh, we're just like those friends that no matter how much time we are apart, the second we're back together, we're just right back where we were, which to me has always felt really false and unreal because it feels shallow in some way to me. Um, Because I guess there's part of me that's like, if you really wanted to keep in touch with me or I really wanted to keep in touch with you, we would keep in touch. However, I've had two... um, The first time that happened to me where I was super, super close with somebody, we moved apart and then we stopped talking was really pretty devastating. The second time I spent most of our friendship being like, oh, well, once you move away, we're really probably not going to be friends anymore. And that was just a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so I've had two recent friendships that do kind of feel that way, where we're able to pick up uh, where we ended. And it is not my preferred type of friendship, but I think I understand that there is more real value there than I have been giving it credit for. I don't know if that answers the question, but that's the first part of the thing I want to say about friendship. Colin? Um... To me, friendship with somebody is the ability to understand and to also be understood by somebody. Elaborate, because I, I, I immediately had a friendship pop up that does not necessarily fit those definitions. Well, then maybe it's not a friendship in well, my book. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, continue, though. That's why I, just, I, that's I, why I want like, you to elaborate. I, f- I feel like... Um, like what I'm looking for in a friendship is somebody that I'm not even looking for somebody really who will drop everything they're doing 
to check on me. Like I'm not I'm not looking for somebody to drop their whole life for me. Um, what I'm looking for is somebody who's got some of the same interests as me, but I want a friend that can understand the things I say and we can have mutual conversation back and forth, even with a differing opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that a friendship is something where I want the best for that person and that person wants the best for me. And if we can help each other get there in a way, we're going to do what we can to help that person along the way. Um, and I guess to say on what you were saying is that my, my friend group in, well, my friend group in Troy was a fraternity. It was farmhouse fraternity. Um, if you know me, then you know, that's true. Um, but there, there was a part that we would say that had something to do with like, when you leave and you come back, it feels like time has stood still. And I really didn't believe that for a long time, but now I have so many friendships where I'll show up somewhere and it literally is like time has stood still and we just pick up where it was. And and that, that care and that, that want to be like near somebody is still there. Like it's not something that fades. And do I think that's with every one of my friends that I had in farmhouse or every one of my friends I had in Troy? No, I don't. I think there's some that are just going to fall off the map and I'll never talk to them again. But for the ones that I knew were my friends, that that has stood true for the time being. I think for me, a true, like, pure friendship is unconditional love. I think, like, if if this person is... Because to me, I put a lot more weight into the word, like, for example, best friend. And I think it's... This person that, like, they mean so much to you that you are willing to overlook. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's it's just, like, I think there's an aspect of also, like, forgiveness in a friendship that is necessary. And I think combined, like, unconditional love with, like, care and forgiveness, I think that is, for me, a recipe of a good friendship. But that being said... I think there's a difference between a friend and a like a best friend, big difference. And I think for just a friendship, just a normal everyday friendship, I think it's like, like you said, that understanding with one another. I think that's all that's necessary to start something. And then if it develops further, I think you got to develop. Because I don't think you can just achieve unconditional love and forgiveness and care. I think it's built. And I think it's hard to get there with someone. But I think it's once you're there, I think that's a true friendship. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think friendships can be kind of hard. Um, I, I very like, well, and I, I think that, especially like, the ones that are like family are kind of the hardest, um, because you, you start from from point A, and by the time you get to point B, both of you are so different at point B, that it becomes almost like a family thing where it's not even a friendship anymore. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to be friends with you and I'm going to deal with you because I now have developed a familial love with you that doesn't allow me to reject you, but we are completely different now. You see what I'm saying? Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? 
Mm-hmm. I think that, it, it's that not ties like in a, a little it's bit. It's not like a bad thing. That ties in a little bit with my like unconditional like that. Just yeah, yeah. And the thing, uh, one thing I was talking about about Will the other day is like how how do you like in college? Like it's so easy to make friends, and those friends that you make in college are literally. And it's such a cliche. They're like, oh, your college friends are way closer than your high school friends. Like, But for me, that is so true because – and I don't know what it is, but what me and Will were talking about the other day is like when you meet somebody, when you know who you are and you meet somebody else who knows who they are, you jive a lot better. Like there's, there's just like a thing there because me and you both know exactly who we are. So now that we're friends, it's like – that's what you get. Like what you see is what you get. And right. I might change a little bit along the way, but guess what? We're probably going to be changing together because we already know who we are. Um, so that's why I think it's easier to get those friends later in life than it is to just have somebody from birth and you're right. just, you're as close as you've ever been. Like it's kind of hard to keep those as like an actual friendship. They're more of like a family thing, you know? I think one of the reasons and, and, I I have uh, very jealous tendencies with friendships. And I think one of the reasons that mine and Colin's friendship has been pretty healthy is because I knew you had a best friend and there was no pressure to try to fill that spot. Do you know what I'm sure. saying? No, that, that's, so I didn't yeah. ever feel like I had to play any sort of game or perform. No, in any like sort of there's way. no performance art yeah. involved. It's like what you see is what you get because. You're probably not going to take that. I wrote this spot. down, but I didn't say it. But that's another thing I was thinking about. No pretending. Right, right. You know, in a, yeah, but yeah. I didn't. I didn't say that, but I wrote it. There's something else that's in my head that's trying to form. So, like, just give me a second, because I it feels like it is there, but I just don't know what. I can't. I keep losing this one word. Still nothing. Yeah, let's just go. Um, what's the next question? Number twenty-one. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Um, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you what affect? Affection-wise, the thing that I like the most, and it's not even like a romantic or <laughs> it's not even necessarily a conscious thing. But you know how a lot of people, if they're sitting at a table with somebody and their knees bump, they like immediately snatch away? Yeah. I am not that person. I love when I'm sitting in a booth with someone or across from somebody for our knees to touch or our feet to touch. And it's not even like a play sort of way. Just like I just like that sort of touch. 
like not important touch, you know? I'm on the opposite side of that spectrum. I hate it. <laughs> I don't I don't I just don't care. <laughs> I, but like, that's what I like. I like it when people don't care <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. they don't they don't make it. People don't when people don't make so here's a, love doesn't have to be like this huggy huggy kissy kissy thing and affection doesn't have to be this like sex you know like everything doesn't have to be sex and relationship you know like it can be like like a love between friends or like a love between parents or a love between a brother or like you know a love between just mutual people who are going through life together and you don't have to be weird about crap all the time you know like just be somebody who likes to be around other people it does, I don't think it has to be like oh my god our feet touched oh like get away like what are you trying to take me on a date like no my foot just touched yours jack hole like sorry <laughs> uh, I, I don't i don't okay if someone's knee touches mine i don't say uh are you trying to take what are you doing you know i'll just, I'll just pull my knee away i've seen you so, i'm just kidding i haven't <laughs> i don't know i just um that is the type of of affection i i like i also really like hugs but Really, only if I instigate them, which is shady. Uh, and then I hope uh, that person wants a hug. Will. I think love is for. Here's the thing: I there are a lot of people that I don't like that I truly love, and so I get very annoyed when people start talking bad about somebody that I know I don't like, but I have some sort of love for, which is seems sort of hypocritical. Um, but, like, there are people that you deal with every day that, like, I have a great love for, but, like, I know our personalities just don't match up where we should hang out every day. Well, that's still – I think that's something that, especially down here in the South, that's like a – that's just like a thing. Like, oh, you ain't, you ain't got to like them, but you got to love them. Like, I, and I don't – to an extent, I think that's dumb. But, like, to, yeah. an, to another extreme, like – there are people like that, you know, like there's just something like maybe back in the day we were really good friends and now we just don't jive well. But like, I'm not going to let somebody else trash you because like I have a love for you, you know? Well, that boils down to one of the things that was another one of my epiphanies is that like I can dislike somebody without having to actively dislike or hate somebody, you know? Right, right. I can just like, well, me and that person don't get along well. I don't like everybody, so I can't expect everybody to like me. And that, that was that's another thing that I think a lot of people need to come to that realization. Yeah, yeah that's that hard like, though. It's that, hard. That like even though, like to me, it like seems it like ever, one of those things that. But now that you've gotten it, it's so easy to say and to think and believe. But until you get it, it's it's hard like to in, even fathom. In that's my real. head, like right now, I just I find it unfathomable for somebody not to like me. But I know for a fact there's people out there that just don't like me. And, like, it's it's such a hard thing to grasp because I like to say it's not an ego thing, but it's got to be. Well, I actually had somebody tell me this week that hey, somebody you know, such like and such you? doesn't like oh, you. That would, oh. But the thing is, is it's a person that really gets on my nerves. That would ruin me. Um, but the thing is, is it didn't bother me because I know our personalities just don't jive and it's okay. But even then, I still think I'd... No, it sucked. I did not I like hearing it. I still want that person to like me. Well, yeah, like, but... Even if I don't like them. But at the same time... 
Who's to say? I cannot like, change why, my why personality to match what she wants, and she cannot change yeah. her personality to match what I want. Well, you're right. And it's like I don't dislike her, but our personalities just don't click. Just don't jive, man. She is somebody who wants. I am just not. I don't. I. Oh gosh, I might be saying too much now. She is somebody who wants somebody to respond with like superly, like super enthusiastically, superly, and like. Just like super chit chatty, and I'm not a chit chat kind of person. I like to get, get to in, the get point out. and get out. And and I, when I get excited about something, I'm genuinely excited about it. But it doesn't show up as like a verbose, Ecstatic. crazy sort of thing. Hmm. What's the next question? Number twenty-two. Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic. Of your partners. It says oh. to do five, but let's do three for each person, yeah? Can we do one and I'll think about it longer? I mean, sure. I think a positive characteristic of Sam is that when he doesn't know something, like he doesn't know what a word means, he doesn't pretend like he does, or if he or like he doesn't know a movie, he's not gonna pretend like he does. He just asks, he's like, What does that mean? I think that's very positive because I spent a lot of my life. Be like, oh yeah, I know, yeah, I saw. Uh, it's been a long well, time reason, since I've seen that. The movie, reason I'm like that is because I learned real quick that I, <laughs> that don't work. You can't just say yeah, yeah, yeah because you're going to embarrass yourself. Well, <laughs> it took me a lot longer to learn that. Um, and then a positive characteristic of Colin, um, when he listens to you, he's really listening. The end. Thanks. <laughs> uh, that is some very high praise, that. homie. <laughs> Let's see. Um, for Sam, I think Sam's heart is too big for his body. Um, I think, I think he, he, and, and it's a good thing. I'm going to, it's going to come out bad, but it is a hundred percent a good thing. He cares way too much about people. Um, and what you get with that is somebody who is, who is sincere when it comes to other people's emotions, um, it's like a, like if he feels like he's wronged you in any way, he'll be one of the first people to kind of chime back in and say like, "Hey, that that probably wasn't the best. That probably wasn't the best for me to do." And then we can kind of talk it out as adults. I appreciate that about you. Um, I don't like being on this side of it. I think we should skip this question. No. <laughs> um. Will has a way of getting the best out of somebody by telling them the things that they probably don't want to hear. At least in my sense. At least in my sense of being friends with Will. Because, like, even if it's the things I don't want to hear, it's not the things that don't need to be said. I think this gets back to what I was talking about, about patience, is when I feel like a friend is thinking something that and they don't want to say it, or... They're saying something and it's not really what they mean. They're trying to skirt around what they really right, mean. Right, 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 right. I really dig in on that. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> one of the, I guess one of the examples I could give was like one time we were sitting and I was talking about what I wanted to do and, and about possibly quit my job. And he was like, What do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, That's such a lie. You know exactly what you want to do. And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. He's like, What is it? And I was like, Okay, fine. And so, like, 
And the other thing I'll do is like stuff out of people. When somebody's saying something, I'll be like, Well, this is what you said, but this is what I think you meant. Am I right? Right. <laughs> and sometimes no, that really freaks that. people I've out. Seen that. No. Okay, my turn. Oh boy. Um so Will has I've always admired this about you. You have a very you have a very there's an yes, you change a lot, but there's an aspect of you that is unchanging. You're not willing to change to satisfy anybody else. Like you are satisfied with who you are. And if you're not satisfied with who you are, you're willing to take that extra step and fix it, which is, you know, some people who aren't satisfied with who they are, they'll complain about it and they don't do anything about it. But you're one of those people who will do something about it. And you're, I don't know. It's, it's like, like you said, you've, you, you've never really let it bother you that someone talks crap about you or doesn't like you because you know who you are. And I think that's very admirable. And for Colin, I think Colin, man. I suck. I'm the worst. It goes, I guess I'm going to have to kind of bounce off what Will said is that when you're talking to Colin, you're talking to someone who, even if they don't understand, they're trying their best and hardest to understand. And I think that is really hard to do. And I think he does it so well. And even if he doesn't understand, he'll question you and he'll ask you to just, but it's like a gentle, like, it's like a soft understanding, you know. I'll try. You're also very open hearted. Is this your foot? That's my foot. I'm oh, sorry. Colin's playing footsie <laughs> with me. I'm not. Um, uh, and kind of like, some analytical. No, like it's not no, no. I'm man. saying like just, just like, like a, a bundle of joy. Like uh, I can't help that. Even when you're in a bad mood, you're annoyingly understandable. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. How close? Oh no, this one. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel that your childhood was happier than most other people's? I don't like answering this. I don't either because it's not mine to tell. I think let's we can keep this one just kind of. Do, do we want to skip it? Here, here's what I will say. I don't like saying that my childhood was better than somebody else's, even yeah. though that might be, that is definitely the case in some cases. Yeah. But what I will say is that my family is very close and very tight knit. So, so is mine. It has always been a source of great strength in my life. Same and here. that's what I'll say. Same here. I think that we're close, but I don't know that I would say that we're like, Warm and well, like we're not all like best friends. No, I think we're pretty warm too. I get it. But like, we all have our focus of what we want to do, and we do that. And then when we're together, we're very close and warm. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. No. But like, and I would say that I feel like I had a very happy childhood. Right. Um. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know that I would say it was happier than most, because that again does feel kind of like you're putting down other people more than lifting up your experience. Number 24, how do you feel about your relationship with your mother? Uh, I feel like my mother is a humongous influence in who I am today. Um, I think that, and I don't know that I communicate to this to her enough, but I think that she is like heroic in the way that she does for other people before herself. And I hope that she learns to do more for herself. 
Um, and we had a conversation the other day about like what that might look like if she started dating somebody. And I said to her, I mean, cause it's been a while since my parents have been divorced. I said to her, I don't care who you date. The only requirement is that they don't make you shrink back into the person you used to be. Because I feel like she has just opened up into such a better version of who she was. And it's not that my dad did anything to make her shrink. But, uh, you know, when you have such big personalities, you know, she was, she, she maybe compromised some of the things that she was passionate about. And now she doesn't have to do that. So I don't want her to ever feel like she has to make herself smaller for anybody else, romantic relationship or any anything. Um, uh, like like I said in the episode before this, me and my mom didn't really. It's not that I don't want to say we didn't get along. We got along. It's just I I had a very short fuse with my mom because to me I was like little angsty teen, like I'm misunderstood and you can't understand me because. You were an only child. You didn't have a brother. You don't know how annoying it is. Or, like, you are a girl. You don't get me. Like, I was such, like, an angsty little punk. But, like, growing older, like, my mom, and I'm sure I've said this in an episode, too, to me, like, is the most caring person on this earth. Like, to me, like, all she, and I understand this, and I'm sorry I don't pick up the phone, and I'm sorry I don't, like, talk on the phone. I just don't. And so, like, she calls me all the time. Even if she's, like, creeping on me, she's like, hey, I saw on the, I saw on the Life360 app that you're, like, almost home. Are you, are you going to come by and eat with us at Nine and Pop Chucks? I'm like, Mama, <laughs> I need a shower, and I... I kind of feel weird that you were looking at me on the app. So, like, please don't do that anymore. I'm a grown man. But, like, the thing is, she just, she's, like, she just wants to know that everything's okay, and she just wants to have some kind of contact with us. Like, the other day, I was telling Will, maybe, I went to go give her, like, a check for some cake she was making. And, like, when I walked in the door, she, like, grabbed the check from me and, like, tossed it and was like, I don't want that. I just wanted to see you. And, like, just to me, like that, like, she just... She's such like a like a person like that longs for like human connection, and that just happens to be her kids that she wants that from. So it's just I, I see her as like this. She is the source of like all the caring that I have picked up for other people. I think um, in the sense of that, my my mom has a lot of aspects about her that she is the strongest person that I've ever met. And, 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 and like, I mean, I, I, and I mean that emotionally. And I think she's got a lot of aspects about her personality that I aspire to have about my own self. But one of the things that I've picked up on is that my mom can, it, she 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 understand she tries to understand me as best she can so that little angsty teenager thing that that didn't really happen to me in this in the way that it happened to you like sure. my mom would be able to tell when something was bothering me and wouldn't leave me alone until I talked to her about it and so in that sense she's gained an understanding of me that I think is a different type of 
understanding that a lot of people have. And it's just a, it's, it's, it blows my mind every time, you know. Yeah. Just, you know. Next question. 25. Make three true we statements about the people in the room with you. Oh, gosh. Is this, it just says tr- three, three true, true we, we statements. statements. We all like Chick-fil-A. True. We all have a podcast together. True. And we all seem to want what's best for each other. True. Next Mine question. Went in a much different direction. So I need to recalibrate. Sam, you're going next. Oh, gosh. Oh, I thought Collins would be a uniform. Oh. oh. Dang. It's, it's, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, let's see. We all are very creative. That's true. We all try to try to understand each other. And we all uh, participate in Swamp Gravy. Well, that is all true. Uh, ding, ding, ding. We. Mine, are, mine might get uh, awkward, oh, no. but I'm not going to not say them. Um, we all have very weird personality quirks. It's true. We all hate it when we feel like we're not getting heard. It's true. <laughs> and then we all are also awkwardly skirting around the fact that we have some weird friendship feelings going on right now, too. That's fair. <laughs> Next. I just have felt like it needed to be said because otherwise it's like awkward. Like it feels false if we don't acknowledge Welcome it. Welcome to the Orange Couch therapy session <laughs> where we are all sitting down and pouring out our emotions. Complete this sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. I can go. I. The thing that I has been on my mind so much lately is I have. I really just want somebody to lay on the couch with me and watch TV, like so that I can wrap my arms around them and we can watch TV. This does not include <laughs> when we're watching a movie here guys I'm talking about like just somebody that I could just I mean it doesn't even have to be romantic just somebody who wants to lay beside me and watch television what was the I wish I had someone with whom I could share I Colin go go next I wish and this hasn't I don't want to I wish that I had somebody and this isn't I know this is going to sound like it's a, oh, well, I want a girlfriend, or I want somebody to date me that's of the opposite sex. Like, that's not what this is. What I'm saying is I wish I had somebody who would, like, record music with me. Like, I wish I had another another vocal half that was a female. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's not like a girlfriend thing either. I just... I won't. No, it doesn't like, have to be There's a lot all. of times where in my head I'm but like. But it has to be somebody I'm who like, matches with you vocally and personality. That's what wise. I'm saying, and I think that would be fun. Yeah. Um, let's see. But like uh, just somebody to share my voice with and create something with mm-hmm. vocally. Yeah. Um, I guess I need someone to share my life with. Well, no. <laughs> no. I guess I would say I wish I had someone to. Okay, so I feel like I share so many different things with so many different people. And I guess I just kind of wish I had someone who was constant. 
if that makes sense. What does that mean? Not, and I guess it could constant, also... Constant in, they're always wait, around, or constant wait, wait. in... It could also be interpreted in a romantic sense. Just someone who's with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish I had someone I could just share. I don't want to say my life with, but, like, I guess that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's not what I'm saying, but I guess that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, someone who... I don't know. That also doesn't have to mean forever either. Well, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. No, I get it. I get it. 26? That was 26. We're on 27. 27! If you're going to become a close friend with your partners, meaning the people in the room, please share what would be important for him or her to know. Oh, no. Um, I'll go first. Um... This is kind of a negative aspect of my personality, but I think anybody I'm close to should go ahead and get ready for it because it's going to happen. Um, I tend to, when I, if I come up with an opinion on something, I tend to only look at the aspects of it that support my opinion on this on the matter. And I don't. I tend to sometimes I tend to avoid looking at the whole picture, and that is a. That happens. To, I do that a lot. I've gotten to where I try now. At sometimes I still fall short with it, but I try to look at the whole picture instead of just the things that support what I'm saying. You know. Yeah, I think if you need to know something about me, and definitely something I've recently noticed, if there is anything in my life that I feel like has disrupted. The constant and the the constant flow of my life. If anything has jumped in the creek recently to disrupt that flow, you're gonna hear about it a lot until it's fixed or until I get over it. I've noticed that, <laughs> and um, that's anything. That's, yeah, that's, that's not, not even, a bad thing. That's either. not I even just, recent. Thing. I'm just I'm telling just, you, if anything interrupts the constant flow of what I think my normal life looks like. You're going to hear about it. Uh, I think my thing would be is that I am such an emotional person. I don't know that, like, I feel like everything really affects me if I let myself be completely open all the time. So I have to protect that sometimes. So I think that's why, you know, at Swamp Gravy particularly, I might seem a little bit, stoic and hard and it's because I have to be because otherwise I think I would be drowning in my feelings um so I guess that's what I would say is that sometimes I'm gonna seem standoffish but like boy do I care <laughs> hmm. next tell your partners what you like about them be very honest this time saying things that you might not say to someone you've just met hadn't we already done that no mm. I feel like it was close. It doesn't matter. It's different. Okay. One thing I noticed about Will very early on is that in terms of, like, travel and hanging out, petty money is no object. And that's something I appreciate about somebody because that's how me and What does that mean? Yeah, what does that even mean? Well, me and my friends were like this in college. So, like, if we go out to eat and, like, I... Like, I don't have the money. You're like, hey, I got you, right? Because, like, I think there's a mutual respect that, like, at some point I'm going to get you, right? right? Or, like, the fact that, like, the first 
the first couple months of me hanging out with Will, like Will literally drove everywhere. Um, and even though sometimes he hates driving, there there's a lot of people that just don't, they're like, no, like, uh, no, like, or like pay me in gas or like, you know, like, and somebody who they, they care about more about the human interaction than the cost that it's going to take on them. They just don't care because they appreciate the interaction. And that's how I am. And that's how a lot of my friends were in college. We didn't really care about, it wasn't what was going to help us get there. It was like where we were going and what we were doing rather than how much it was going to cost or who owed what, what, and all that kind of stuff. You're welcome. Sam, um, I come back, do one, and I'll think okay. of Sam's. For Will, I would say I like that you've always, if somebody needed to talk to you about anything, you've been there. And if you couldn't have been there, you're always good about making sure later that you got back to them and you talked to them. And I know you've done that on multiple occasions with me, numerous occasions, and I'm sure you've done it with Colin and other people, and I think that's very admirable. And I myself am not very good about that. <laughs> if someone texts me or calls me, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call back <laughs> ever. <laughs> um Will, what's yours for yourself? Oh no, we're not doing that. No, I mean I, no no, we're doing it. We're doing it. Wait, I'm not. I, we're doing it. Is that question coming, or is it is that part of this? question? Oh, I don't know. That's not part of this question. Yeah, that was just a okay. Colin being okay. funny. Okay, but if we don't answer that, we're going to answer that. That's be the thirty seventh question. Okay. Um, thanks, Colin. You're welcome. I think that's very important to like things about yourself. Um, I like how enthusiastic Sam gets about things that he likes. Um, when you like something, you're not embarrassed to claim it <laughs> you stole mine good and then um with colin i like that he can just like really just talk to anybody <laughs> and like it's not gonna feel false it's always genuine and like meaningful even if it's like a 15 second interaction it's kind of insane to me how you have that ability thank you i'm it's gonna insane. go wait it's insane i'm gonna go to ahead and say too. yours I'm gonna, go. <laughs> um for years, I, I'm going to steal a line from Salt Gravy, and I'm kind of saying that almost the same thing that you're saying. You make me feel heard. Yeah. Like, when I talk to you, I feel like you are, you're you're taking in what I'm saying, and you're thinking about it, and it's, like, going in your head, and you're, like, asking questions. You know, I think that, and you have that too, Will, but I think, I mean, you, when it comes to mind, I think you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm trying to think of something different than what I said earlier. Uh, That's why it's taking me a while. So here's what I'll say about Sam. I think that I like, and I know this is the same as Will, but I, th- I really think it's the important part, is how passionate you are about the things that you're passionate about. What does that mean? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> it's like, no, no. It's like um, like anything you've ever been passionate about, even if I'm like, and the, I know it's a stupid example, but this whole thing about people acting crazy during the full moon Sam's got this whole argument about it, and it'll probably make a podcast episode one day. <laughs> but, like, one day me and him, like, argued about it for, like, an hour. Um, <laughs> and, like, the thing is, like, he's so passionate about it, like, you can't tell him any otherwise. So, like, and I think, like, what you were saying where, like, sometimes you wish you'd have seen the broader picture, I think sometimes it's an asset that you you only see what you need to see because – that's all that matters to you is right. is that you you hold one piece of information 
that important. And I feel like you do that with people too. Like no matter what me or Will or somebody else in your life has said, if they're somebody that's a friend, like they're a friend and like you recognize that maybe either they didn't mean it like you heard it or maybe they said it for a good reason or maybe they just were mad and said it, right? right. And you come back to it about it because you're so passionate about that friendship that you don't want anything to kind of ruin it. I will say though the flip side of that is because we all have a p- part of that. Sure. The flip side of that is is that sometimes you are only, particularly when it comes to self, you only accept the negatives. Yes. And don't see the positives. Are you? Are we still talking about me? No, I'm saying okay. okay. Yeah, he's saying yeah. <laughs> all of us in terms of that, and then and then. Yeah, that's it. Well, tell Sam what you like about him. I already did. I already did, did you? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you I'm you You're the it. one who had to Next think about question. it. <laughs> uh, share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. We've covered this in a past episode. Yeah, but I feel like I we got to find another one. Oh. It doesn't have to be a deep one. I know, Ooh. but I, I struggled thinking of one last time. Remember, I didn't have one. Do you want me to make you a list? Can you like whisper one to I'm me? I'm trying to think. Off, I can, I, cause I, I might have mentioned this on the podcast, but one time I threw up in eighth grade and it was pink and it was all over Coach Todd's classroom and I could not stop and I don't know why I did it. It came out of nowhere. Never that's, heard that that's story. That's it. That's, that's the it. one. That's, that's awesome. The one. Okay, next. Um, <laughs> I'll say this embarrassing. I have, I'll, I'm going to make it, it's going to be another vomiting story. One time I walked off the subway in New York City onto the subway platform puked in a trash can, turned around and got back in the next train that came by. Like, with, I was on and off the train in like 45 seconds. I walked off, Eesh. puked, <laughs> got back on the train. Like, it was mortifying. But guess what? At least when you do it in New York, you don't ever have to see them again. <laughs> True. How about you, Collie? <laughs> one time. Oh, I've got another one that can fill the gap. I went to a wedding yesterday, and I thought that the couple wrote their own vows. And... They were so good. I cried and I laughed. And at the end of their vows, I tried to start an applause. Nothing. And guys, when I tell you I tried to start an applause, I don't flaccid clap. I don't like a little weak little. I'm talking I full out applaud. And like three other people picked it up. (laughs) And I was at the very back. Like the three people who tried to do it with me were up at the front. Everybody, people turned around. It was embarrassing. One time I uh, tried to give a standing ovation while in the cast of Swamp Gravy and it didn't work. So that's embarrassing. That's odd. How? I just, I was, I was in the moment and this scene had gone so well and everybody in the room was crying and I was like, I can get a standing ovation. So I was like <laughs> in the, you know, like Swamp Gravy, like we're, we're in, we're not in the crowd, but we're like, on the, yeah, we're, we're the cast on the stage. So I stood up where I was sitting. And what just scene was, was it? Yeah. Do you remember what scene it was? It was the audition scene. Oh, of course. Uh, um, and I just, I tried it and then everybody looked at me like I was insane. And I was like, I was like, that person deserved it. That, so. that is equally embarrassing. So <laughs> whatever. Um, when, Sorry. <laughs> when did you last cry in front of another person? Uh, ten minutes ago. Five seconds ago. Yeah, like <laughs> literally like, well, I guess to our listeners it was last week. But to us it was like <laughs> 20 minutes ago. 20 minutes uh, ago. Um, or by yourself, the last time you cried by yourself. That would be probably two nights ago watching yeah, a television show. Mine's pretty regularly. Mine would have been September. Dang. Um. Here's the thing. I don't cry much in my everyday life. I, 
which I found very interesting when I went through a trying moment this past year, uh, all my emotions did not come out as tears because, like, when I'm watching a movie or a play or anything, I'm a tear bucket. But uh, in real life, apparently not. Was that 30 and 31 or still 30? That was 28. No, that was 30. Um, I have been cursed with the fact that my mom's family and my dad's family are all complete emotional buckets. And they don't, I mean, I literally. I don't think it's a curse. I could walk outside and the wind could be blowing a certain direction and I would start crying. I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it very strongly and unabashedly. I think it it is a curse to not feel things. Yes, I I think we are moving into a new paradigm where vulnerability and emotion are going to be the ruling factors in our world. And the people who have spent their life trying to tamp them down. Are gonna, gonna be the ones who be suffer. struggling. Yeah, I'm just saying. Sometimes it'd be nice to like walk through Disney World and not cry when I see a child. But why? I don't know. So that I'm not. I, I, I think I'm not that, embarrassed. I think a happy know. cry is just such a joyous feeling. But sometimes it's a little too much. <laughs> I wish. I wish I could just get that feeling and just <gasps> not have tears stream out of my face. All right, guys. This one's gonna feel very familiar. Oh no! Tell your partner something you like about them already. We've already done oh, this. Yeah, I know, but I think it's because I think it's because Sam, I like your taste. It's supposed music. to be people that you are, have just met, so it's like something you've noticed in this process. Oh, you know, I um, appreciate how much you love your family, Sam. Oh, thank you, Colin. I just appreciate how much y'all have like been willing to answer these questions for real. Well, I appreciate how honest you are with these questions. <laughs> um, Will, I appreciate I'm how, serious Part I like how rough, passionate man. you are about these questions And Colin, I like how you're willing to admit That you made your mom cry That's that's a part of just Because I know me. I've done that And it's still, I don't even I can't even hardly bring myself to say it <laughs> I think I think in life If you hold back something that made you Unapologetically you Then you're not You're not pushing the, pushing the envelope Well, and you're not helping other people Right what, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? Number 32. I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. No. I don't know that we should make a list of things that are too, too serious to be joked about. I think, let's just say, are there things that are too serious to be joked about? In my life. Is it personal or is it in general? I'm going to say it's personal. Okay. Because I think that comedy and, and things that shouldn't be joked about are completely... Up to the person, but also you should not judge someone else because they might find something funny. What I will say is that in my life, as far as jokes are concerned and joking around, I think nothing is off the table as long as it's not made in a hateful way. I think that... Some things, I don't think that you can count on intent. So I think, yes, and here's the thing. I I recently have heard two different comedians answer this question, and I think Amy Schumer was the one that surprised me, and she was like, yeah. She was like, some Tina Fey and and Amy Schumer, they were the ones, and I don't remember whose opinion was one. One said, no, there is nothing that should be too serious to be joked about, but you have to be smart enough to understand what about it can be funny 
and how to make it funny. Because somebody might be able to make something funny when somebody else right. can't. And then, th- and then one of them said, absolutely, there are things that are too serious to be made fun of. And I do think that, I think you have to take a responsibility for the jokes you're making. So I think, I think, I would say that there are things that are too, not necessarily too serious to be joked about, but there are things that are not helpful or dangerous to be joked about. Do you know what I'm saying? I think there's a, there's a line with, I think you can, I think to joke about something, you had to have some, some kind of respect for it. So I think joking about something that you have no respect for, that is... That's not really joking in my book. Yeah, I agree. Like, that, I think that's where it should the line should sure. be drawn. But here's my follow-up, and this is I think this gets at what I was trying to say just then. Say you have a respect for this thing, and it's some prejudice you have, and you make a joke about it. There are millions of people who might be able to hear that on YouTube who don't have a respect for right. that type of person and then take what you said and weaponize it. Right. That I don't think is cool. Well, and, and another thing... And uh, I, don't, just I to, do think it's the comic's responsibility to be aware of what that could be. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but just just to be fair, um, I think the question is probably more hitting on like in a friend situation oh, or like in a relationship the answer to that situation. Is, no one is allowed to joke about my receding hairline except for me. <laughs> that is the answer. That's the real truth. Number 33. Go ahead. If you were to die this evening... Y'all, were in the 30s. This evening's already passed. If you I were die. to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you regret the most not having told someone? And why haven't you told them? I don't think I'm going to tell the truth. I want to skip one. this question. No, I don't think we can skip it, but I'm going to be honest that I'm not telling the truth. I mean, I'm not going to, like, say something fake either, but... Um, I feel like there's... Like I say, when I regret something, like, when something goes bad, I am very... I can't function as a human until I... I can't... I won't even say fix it, but... try to make some sort of... I think there are so many things on so many different levels that I would regret. Right. That I couldn't start yeah, to I answer. Yeah, I could pinpoint them. one thing. And and they're, I don't think they all have to be super serious either. No, but I think like, I think the I think the broadest, most accurate answer would be for most people to tell them that you love them. Like you know? right now, my biggest regret would be that like. I didn't tell Will and Sam, like, let's just pause this and go get something to eat because I'm hungry. (laughs) Like, that's what, that's where I'm at. But, like, there's some other stuff, too. But, like, to get really specific with that would be kind of scary on a podcast. That's a really, that's a really personal. I'll, I'll, here's what I'll do. Um, I have a play that I've written that is based on a very personal real life story. Um, and somehow in introducing the idea of this play to my sister, uh, it's about, it's about my relationship with my sister, uh, when we were younger and in somehow in introducing the idea of this play to her, I turned it into a weapon like, oh, well, you're going to regret saying that to me when you see this play that I've written. Yeah. But really the play is not about (laughs) that in any way. It's about how I finally understood 
her by making her a character. Um, I had to put make us characters to distance myself enough to understand how and why we're so different. Um, so I think if I were to die right now, I guess I would not regret it because I would at least know that there's a copy of that play in this house and somebody would probably give it to her. But I think the fact that I haven't uh, asked her to read it would be a regret. Next. Oh, no. <laughs> Number 34. Your house. And I guess, wait, I didn't answer the why haven't you told them yet. Or, and the answer is why I haven't given it to her yet is because I'm still afraid that she might not see it for what it is. Um, <clears throat> Number 34. Your house, containing everything you own, catches fire. After saving loved ones and or pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save one item. What would it be and why? Um, My lightsaber I just got. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I would say there's a lot of stuff that I'm very sentimental about. I have a lot of stuff um, that reminds me of my grandparents. So maybe it would be something of that. I have this really ugly frog beside my kitchen sink that is supposed to hold, like, sponges in his mouth. Um, And that was at my grandma's sink my whole life, so that might be it. But the other thing that I'm really um, particularly attached to that I think I would probably risk life and limb to save is that uh, in my guest bedroom, in the closet, I have three crates full of basically everything I've ever written in my life. And while I have a lot of those digitally, there's a bunch of stuff that I would lose forever if I didn't get those crates out of this house. Um, I think, well, before you answer yours, because you're still thinking about it, I think mine, <laughs> mine would be my laptop because just about everything, like you, every, about everything I've ever written is on Google Drive. <laughs> but then every, every, Almost just about every creative endeavor that I've done is on that laptop. Girl, you need to back it up. I know, I know, I really do. Like every laptops die. Every song I've ever made is on that laptop. Everything I've ever okay. Well, definitely there are definitely a few notebooks that would be burned that I would regret losing because I know sometimes I just get an idea that's really good and I just write it and pack it away. But I, I think that laptop. If I had that laptop, I could resume somewhat of where I was at before. Because every every creative thing I've ever done is on that laptop. Just about. Any photos and can stuff I, like that, I can, I, I've got digital. Can I answer it very philosophically, even though I know that... I'm not saying this to sound like super bougie about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just answer it like you want to. I'm going to answer how I want to. So after I had this wreck with this bus, um, I had a lot of... Uh, not depression. It was more like like a like an uneasy feeling. Like like that could have been the end of my life, right? Like you think about that kind of thing. And I think in a moment like that nowadays, especially at my house. Okay, so like I like my house. Like I live with a roommate. Um, and like so, there's not like a ton of things that like I just hold like a hundred percent. Like this is something I have to save. So I think like in this moment in my life right now, I would be more just happy that I got out that I wouldn't care to really go back for anything right now. Because I think I think if I went back and got one thing, I would beat myself up for the rest of my life thinking I could have grabbed one more thing. 
I could have grabbed one more thing in my hand. I almost said, he said, what's one thing that you would save? I almost said the house. <laughs> well, I don't think you can go that cheap. But, yeah, like, no, to me, saying. to me, like, to lose everything and I only got to grab one thing, like, I'd rather have just left that one thing to burn and just said I started all over. That's my answer. That's that's interesting. That's tough. <clears throat> that's interesting. I can see the value in that answer, though. Yeah. Thank you. Number 35. Almost oh, there. God, this question is Is it the horrifying. one that break us all? No, it's true. Of all the people in your family, whose death would you find the most disturbing and why? <laughs> why? Is, what? What does it mean by most disturbing, do you think? I, I think this is a dangerous question. Why? Because, I mean... Because it'll hurt somebody's feelings? No, because... I mean, it... What do you think it means? Yeah. What give is me, it, what give is, us what your interpretation by, no, I'm of saying, the question. Give me, give me the, I just want the interpretation of the one word. What's the one word? Disturbing. disturbing. Why would it be... What, what, what do they mean by disturbing, do you think? Well, I just think... I just In my mind, it was... It, it was it was unjustifiable. Well, no, I mean, I just went to whose death would who would hurt throw you your life into turmoil the most. Well, it's multiple people for me. That's my point. Is it like I can't just? Oh, I well, think it's I can not answer one. I can answer it. I can answer it for one. Um, right now, I'm I'm in such a good place with people like my parents and my grandparents and my cousins. And the only, the one that I can think of that would hurt me the worst would be my brother. Um, because not that we have a bad relationship. I'm not saying we have a bad relationship. Mine and my brother's relationship is great, but I want more time with him. Like I, I want to, I want to grow. I want to grow older with my brother around. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I want to, I want to watch Austin grow and become a man and me to grow alongside him because it's so interesting to me to see where we're going to end up because we were so, I felt like we were so far apart as kids because we were, we just fought a lot. I mean, it wasn't like anything horrific. Like we didn't do horrific things to each other. We just weren't close when we were in middle school and high school. And I, and I hate that. But like once we got to college, like we're so, on the same wavelength, and I want to do so many things with him that that I think that would be the one that killed me. Um, <clears throat> I have a uh, this is actually uh, I find myself often uh, imagining. I mean, not imagining like hope. Like I'll be driving down the road and just like be sideswiped by the thought of like, what if such and such died? And it's not right. just my family. I, I think that happens to everybody, though. I think I think we would be. I think we would be. Not saying truthfully, if we didn't say that everybody has thought about this. Well, and my other thing is, it's like, uh, and part of it is like, what would I say at that person's funeral? Um, And that is not, again, just not family. It's uh, a lot of people. Um, I think that uh, to lose my mom right now would, I don't know. mm -hmm, I can't even imagine it. Um, I don't know. 
what that would mean in a lot of ways. Um, because, like, I remember, like, when my when both of my grandparents died, seeing how how that side of the family started splitting up into smaller groups. And so now we don't really have big holidays anymore. We have smaller holidays separately. Um, and so, like, to lose Mama would not only be personally just devastating because, I mean, I talk to her every day, multiple times a day, um, to help me figure out something out or to, you know, ask her this or get her opinion on this. Um, and sometimes she gives me her opinion when I don't want them. But uh, that would be really hard. And then I also don't want to know what it would mean in terms of, like, what that would do to mine and Ashley's relationship. Um, and then the other one that I've really uh, never really considered, but the word disturbing, uh, put it in my head, is like to lose my nephew Mac, I think would be like impossibly... I don't really know how anybody would recover from that because I think there's this like idea that he has the potential to be the best of all of us. Um, well, that would be hard. I think that's one of the things that is kind of my reasoning with my brother too because it's like I <clears throat> something about me, I love to see somebody learn from somebody else's mistakes and be better than that, right? So, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, there's a lot in my life that I've done that I feel like my brother got to learn from. And, like, to see somebody be the best of what you could have been is something that, like, is such a beautiful thing to see to me. Um, but I like how you said that, like, he's the best of all of us. Like, yeah. I feel like you kind of get that when you when you have – a younger person that gets to see that, you know? I think for me it would... I, I can't pinpoint it to one sure. person. Yeah. So I think it would be any of my immediate family, my mom and dad, or any of my siblings, even, like, my brother and his... my brother's kids, my brother's wife, and Tori's husband, like, any of that inner circle... Sure. ...would just... I don't know if I'd be able to recover from losing any of them. Because like you said... We're so close. All of us are so close knit, and I don't. I don't know that any of us would recover, much less me. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, no, I get it. Like I can't. I just can't. I cannot picture a life without any of them in it right now. Yeah, and I like, and I know, like, even like my brother's kids, they haven't been in in my life very long, but I can't. I can't picture my life without them, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just being family, there's a connection there whether we like it or not, and it's hard to break that. Right. Next. Y'all aren't going to like it. It's the last one. Number 36. <clears throat> Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. I'll start. Go for it. For me, since I am a, um, I'm going to move to 
college in in August. Right. Um, being the last, the youngest in my family about to leave, um, I, sh- I, I think, because I've always been under the mindset like, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. Not talking about leave my family, but like leave right. this area. Like I've been so jumpy to want to leave and get out of here. Yeah. And I think, I think some of my family thinks that I'm not going to miss them. And I'm not, and I'm never gonna come home, and I'm not gonna want to come back. And uh, I don't, I think they underestimate how hard it's gonna be for me to actually leave them. And uh, it's hard to kind of get that across to them because, like, even even thinking about it, like I was thinking about it, I had a little existential crisis today. Yeah. As I was getting dressed, I was like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna be leaving." them and i'm gonna be like it on my own like that how am i gonna do that you know and i think i think and i don't want to use the word assume but it's the word i'm gonna use i think they assume that it's that that i can't wait to leave and yes i in a, in a way i cannot wait to leave i can't wait to see new things and meet yeah. new people but in a way i'm always i'm never gonna want to leave them if that makes sense I think in a way you should never lose your sense of wonder of wanting to get away from here. Because I think... Um, I hope you never lose your oh, sense sorry. of wonder. Sorry, I didn't want to steal that lyric. Whenever wonder closes, I hope... Well, that's not the right lyrics anyway. Anyway, I just think I think um, I think you shouldn't lose that because you think that people... Because bottom line, I really don't think your family actually thinks that you're not going to care about them. Like... That's well, just, I don't think they. That's, I mean, well, that's I just, their. That's their. That 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 is your family's way of coping that you're not going to be around. Right, and I just like some people are like they're saying like they're they're talking about how sad they're going to be when I leave, and I'm like, y'all got to stop telling me this because it's not helping my situation at all. No, nah, you'll oh be my fine. God. So like when you first go off to college, like there's such a such an adrenaline rush of like I'm on my own now that like you kind of forget about it. You kind of forget about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then like a week later, you're like, oh, my God, I'm not in my parents' house every night anymore. And it'll hit you, you know. But once that initial hit's over, it's like, whatever. Um, my I cried in a parking deck when they drove away. <laughs> and then I spent the first two years, well, maybe a year and a half of college coming home every weekend from Atlanta, oh, please don't which do was that, the Sam. biggest mistake please don't I ever do that, made. Sam. I regret that more than anything because there were so many thing, r- relationships that I could have formed, formed. that I didn't. Um, I, what, 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 what part of it are you most looking for advice on? Hmm. I hadn't really thought about that. Like, what part am I looking forward to the most? No, like, share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how to handle it. Oh, I guess how to make... Because I've said to them, I was like, y'all know it's not going to be easy for me either. And I don't think they truly, like, are understanding me. I don't think they truly think you're going to forget about them. I don't think they truly, deep down, honestly think that either. But I'm trying to make them understand that, like... What you're saying is them saying it is not helpful. Them con- them reminding you that I they guess. think that is not helping. Because what it feels like to you is that they're second-guessing your feelings for them. 
this is what we talked about in rehearsal with Teddy and Estelle and Lorelai. It's frustrating that those people don't know how much you care about them because yeah, you guess know. That's, I guess that's what it is. But, like, I don't think there's anything you can say to them that's going to make them understand that. And it's the only thing that's going to change that is when you're at Doing college it. and you do care and you still right. check in with them, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Next. I'm not going. Um, I don't know what my problem is. I don't think I have that many problems. Not like <laughs> real ones. One of my problems right now is a fear that I'm going to miss the boat to the next chapter of my life. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Answer. Um, you're not. <laughs> yeah, but how do we know that? I don't know that. Because whatever, A, you're writing the book. When it's time for you to take a leap, you're going to leave. Yeah, I guess you're fair. And B, whatever chapter, whatever direction your life takes, that's the chapter that's next. It's not like there's, what's what's meant for you is not going to pass you by. Yeah. And I can, like, here's what, I, I understand this struggle because I recently had a conversation that I was like, that basically boiled down to me that 15 minutes of my life could have changed the course of my life in a major way. But you didn't do it. I know. But I think that that means it was the right thing. Yeah. My advice would be do what feels right. (laughs) I always do what feels right. Okay, well, let me change that then. But I don't... Do what you know is right. Okay. Do what you know is right and leaves no room for certainty for uncertainty though, and I think life without mystery is BS. Well, I agree with that, but maybe that's the beauty of being scared you're going to miss the boat is that is some mystery. Well, and you got your eyes peeled. But I see what you're saying. It's and you like ticket in your pocket. If you miss, if you miss the boat, you were supposed to miss the boat. Right. There's another boat. Because there's that's another going boat. going the place you're supposed to be going. And if you miss that boat, there's a. You're just answering your own problem oh, now. I can't help that. <laughs> Well, what's your problem um, that can be stated in public? I don't think I have any that can't, really. Oh. Um, Bummer. Well, nothing. Like I guess what I'm saying is my problems I don't think would hurt other people's feelings. You know what I'm saying? Mom probably would. Um. <laughs> I guess the thing that I will say that has been on my mind lately is I feel like I have recognized a pattern. The pattern. Of, not the pattern, not the, <laughs> not the scary app that knows too much about you. But I feel like I've recognized a pattern in, um, there's two parts of it. There's one, because uh, it goes, there's, there's two parts of it. And one of them is like, I don't really understand how teachers and coaches do it. Um, because... There's part of my job that is really very difficult for me, which is I feel like I am raising these Swamp Gravy kids into, like, people who are my best friends, and then they have to leave. And, like, I am supposed to be really thrilled and happy for them, but it's hard. And then the other part of that problem is, like, I feel like I have a pattern of being, like, deeply fast friends with people and then 
for whatever reason, they vanish, whether it's my fault or theirs, is still seems to be a thing. And so then I have fear. Vanish in what way? Um, literally. Like up and vanished? That's another well, from my or life. Or there are calls? Uh, one of them, there is a very particular cause, and I know exactly what it is, and, and we have uh, spoken about it. And I mean, and and some of them are. It's my fault. Like some okay. of them, I have stopped being the one to talk. Yeah, well, that's fair. But I mean, like I know people drift apart, but it's just hard. That's hard. Well, I think I think it drifting is the natural flow of life, though. What you're on a boat? Why I gotta drift? <laughs> Boats drift. Is that the last question? Yeah. I guess. I guess what I would say is if. If if they're meant to, perhaps you were, perhaps, perhaps you were like a, kind of like a, um, is it hard to believe for you that you're a side character in somebody's story? No. I can't help you then. I See, I think, <laughs> I think what it is, I think, I think you, uh, maybe for these friendships. I see what you're trying to say with that though. You're a mentor. And I guess I don't. I, I, I just it, said I, I said, had it worded perfectly. But I said I, it's what gone. I said because I think a lot of times in my life I've come into somebody's life and I get upset when they move on. But like sometimes you have to take a step back and realize that like you were only meant to be there for two weeks anyway. Well, here's what I was gonna say. Perhaps you're like a. This is a terrible example, but it's the only example that I can think of. You're like a mama bird. Okay. The little the little ducklings can't fly. Duck can ducks fly? I don't know if ducks can fly. Yeah, ducks can fly. That's stupid. The little duckling can't fly yet, so you teach it how to fly, and then it flies away. I guess my point is, I get that part. What I don't, what I'm, what the problem is, is how I feel when they have to fly. Yeah. So like, how do I, how do I still operate in that same way and help people to fly without? Is it you're mad that they're flying away? No, hurt. Okay. Maybe become to appreciate your own work. Yeah, maybe they're off to bigger and better things. It's not that I don't appreciate what they're doing or my work, though. It's like, I guess it's like, oh, I don't know what it's like. Is it, do you think they're ungrateful? No, I don't care if they're, like, that's not what I I think am it's doing the initial it loss of the friendship. Yeah. It's like we work so hard to cultivate this friendship, and now it's just got to go. Why's it just got to go? I like the use of the word gotta. But I think sometimes people just got to go. So, ask your partners to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. Sam, Sam's is more he's worried. Will, yours is more of a frustration. You're tired of feeling the way you feel about those situations. Am I right? I missed what we're supposed to do. You're we're, just supposed to reflect back we're to saying us what how, we... Like, how do you... I'm supposed to say how you feel about your problem. But I don't think you should ask if we're right because okay. I think I'm it's not supposed to be your perception. I'm not going to say it. It's perception. Okay. I think Will's frustrated. He's tired of feeling that way when people leave. And then Sam's more fearful and worried that his family actually feels like that. I think Will is... I think there's a certain hurt there and maybe a little bit of frustration. And then for the Colin, I'll be honest with you, I don't remember what your problem was. 
fear that I'm going to miss the boat. Yes, that. I think it's... I think there's an anxiety there about Definitely. that. Definitely. Fear of potential, maybe. Yeah. Or lack of, gonna, or, or lack or, thereof. Or, or really, here, and here's the thing, maybe this is me projecting onto you. Is it really that you're afraid you're going to miss the boat? Or are you afraid that people are going to miss the boat on you? Because that is where I live more. Is it like, I know that I can do all these things I want to do, but am I going to be able to show other people that I no, can do No, I think my, mine is more of a fear that I didn't do enough. Like, mine's a fear that, like, Yeah, but that's when just because you came, feel like you're starting too late, and you're not. Okay. Well, maybe that, yeah. You're starting when you're supposed to start. Okay. Because now you know who you are and what you want to do with it. Hmm. That made me feel warm. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so I would say, Colin, it feels like you're just feeling anxious. And I think it's just because you're starting something new, really. Yeah. And then uh, it's probably the same thing for you, Sam. Like, I think you're anxious in, like, a positive way to try something new, but also anxious about what that means you've got to... I would say scared of change if I was setting myself up. That's everybody and anybody. I don't know that I like, I don't know that I would say that I'm, I would not say I'm scared of change. I would say I don't like change. That's what I say. Well, y'all, do you feel closer together now that we've finished the 36 questions? Yeah. Like truthfully. Truthfully, yeah. Yes, very much so. I don't know. I feel like I knew a lot of this already. I did. I mean, I felt like I knew a lot, but like, I think we got, we hit some nerves on some other things that were like, ooh. Um. Not well, guys, gross. Not in a gross way, but gross. In, I mean, not uh, we in got a gross it. way. We got it. We got it. If you're ever uh, hanging out and you want to try this out, all you got to do is Google the 36 questions, and you'll find this list uh, in a lot of places on the internet. We looked at the New York Times Modern Love column to get ours, um, but I think they're going to be the same anywhere you look. And if you feel like there's another question you think should be added to this list, uh, shoot no. it our way. But Don't. for our last <laughs> words... We're coming back to our 37th question that we decided on is tell us something you like about yourself. I like the fact that when I meet somebody, I try to make the deepest connection in the quickest time possible so that that person knows that I care about them by the time they leave. Ooh, that's so true, too, of you. Sam? I like when I finish something that I started. Oh, man. I love that. Like mowing the yard. Mm -hmm. Or like even like Making a song or like seeing progress, like seeing progress yeah, and finishing that I've done. Yeah, I like that. Will I? Um, huh. I have a lot of things. Well, pick which I one. Think is a good thing. I <laughs> well, would say pick one. Uh, I like, and I don't know that this is something I can take credit for, because I, I it was definitely something I saw and learned. I like. That when I see somebody, I don't see them for the person they, I don't see them for the smallest version of themselves that they might see themselves as. I see them for the biggest version of themselves that they could be. 